Welcome to season two of the Growing Opportunities podcast with me, Megan Darcy. And me, Michelle Roberge. As farmers and landowners in the Bulkland and Chaco region, we understand the struggle of navigating through the rights and responsibilities of being a rural landowner, industrious farmer, and a good neighbor. Join us this season as we answer the top 10 questions we get asked as regional district agriculture coordinators. Topics will include farm classification, fencing, invasive species, and more. So listen in and keep growing. The RDBN is providing this podcast as a public service. It is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of government policies. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the RDBN. The views expressed by staff and guests are their own and do not represent the opinion of the RDBN or any of its directors. Presenters are not subject matter experts, and information presented should be verified by certified professionals prior to informing business or legal decisions. Hi. So last season, we spent time talking to different producers in our region about a variety of topics, from alternative energy options to livestock farming to marketing. This series will focus on the need-to-know information for people living on rural properties within the regional district. Today, the first part of this podcast talks about what it means if your property is located in the Agricultural Land Reserve, or ALR. You may have heard about modifications to the ALR regulations in the last few years. The most recent changes have been regarding second residences and the removal or deposit of soil on property. The Agricultural Land Reserve is a provincial zone that was created in the 1970s to ensure that land with the greatest agricultural capability was preserved for agricultural use. Not surprisingly, agricultural activities are thus prioritized on ALR land. As you probably already know, the BC agriculture industry is incredibly diverse, so agriculture activities can include everything from greenhouse operations to pasturing cattle, beekeeping operations to dairy production, aquaculture, market gardening, and much more. As a fun historical fact, the ALR was created through the 1973 Land Commission Act. And at the time, the regional districts in the province were actively involved in shaping what we now know as the Agricultural Land Reserve. Existing soils and land inventory data were used to identify the areas with the highest agricultural capability by the province. This information was then interfaced with urban expansion projections. The regional districts used this matrix to make recommendations to the Agricultural Land Commission. Getting back to our discussion, the ALR turns 50 next year and is still helping to shape land use across the province. No small feat given that there have been some pretty significant changes in land use since the 1970s. Getting into the weeds, as they say, with respect to what it means to own land that is in the ALR starts with establishing if your property is actually within the ALR. To know for sure, there's a few places that you can check. The Agricultural Land Commission website is quite good and has maps organized by administrative region and also has an ALR property and map finder. I tried it out using my address and it worked quite well. Alternatively, you can use the British Columbia Soil Information Finder tool. This is an online mapping tool that may also have information on agricultural capability and soils for your property, depending on where you are in the province and if data exists for your area. So, if your property is located in the Agricultural Land Reserve, what does that mean? Essentially, there are two layers of governance for lands zoned as part of the ALR. 
There is the provincial legislation that we've been talking about specific to the ALR, which includes the Agricultural Land Commission Act and Agricultural Land Reserve Regulations. Second, there is local government legislation, planning, bylaws, etc., which in our case is determined by the Regional District of Buckland Nechaco. That means if you're in the ALR and you have questions about subdividing, putting on a second residence, or making an application for non-farm use, then you need to contact the Agricultural Land Commission office in Burnaby and check with the Regional District of Buckland Nechaco. It sounds like a lot, but the Agricultural Land Reserve's primary function is to prioritize agriculture. And although that might not fit everybody's plans, it does help communities with respect to their economic stability and food security. I asked Mark Fisher why he thinks it's important to understand the implications of having property in the ALR and how the Agricultural Land Commission fits in. Yeah, well, ultimately, that's what you're signing up for. So if you're purchasing property or wanting to use property in the ALR, uh, then you need to understand what's permitted, um, how it relates to agriculture, because that's the main purpose of the ALR. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, you need to know what you're signing up for. Um, and then if you know if it doesn't quite work for you, then you know where the starting point is for either advocating change or, or temporary use permits or uh, different types of uh, rezoning or, or whatever, you, you understand how that all fits into the LC. Just to add to it, like it would, it, it's really self-interest because it's going to help hopefully alleviate frustration. Like once you know what you're up against, what you're, what you're signing up for, then when things come around, either in your favor or not in your favor, you're, you're not going to get as frustrated because at least you'll kind of know what the original um, guidelines are. A quick note about the Agricultural Land Commission. It's a legislative body that by its own definition is an independent administrative tribunal that reports to the Ministry of Agriculture. The ALC Board of Directors is made up of 19 commissioners that are appointed from six administrative regions in the province. Our regional district is part of the North Administrative Region. The North Administrative Region encompasses a huge area, basically the entire northern part of the province as well as some central areas. It includes seven large regional districts, There are three commissioners appointed for the Northern Administrative Region. Bringing this back to rural landowners, there are three types of land uses regulated in the Agricultural Land Reserve. There are protected agricultural uses, which are allowed and cannot be prohibited by local government. There are prohibited non-farm uses that cannot occur without specific ALC approval. And there are non-farm uses which may occur subject to compliance to local government regulation. In addition to these regulations, the ALC, the Agricultural Land Commission, has strict rules regarding the deposit of soils and other materials on ALR land. If you have questions or if you have plans that you're not sure will fall in line with the current bylaws and regulations, it is best to contact the ALC directly to determine which non-agricultural land uses are permitted and which removal or deposit of soils and other materials are allowed. RDPN staff are also available to answer ALR-related land use questions. That's a lot of acronyms. So ALC, Agricultural Land Commission, ALR, Agricultural Land Reserve, and RDBN, Regional District of Buckley, Nechaco. A section of the ALR use regulation covers primary and additional residences, which is a topic of interest to several landowners. The regulation is pretty specific. For example, the permitted sizing of primary and secondary residences changes depending on if your property is greater than 40 hectares. So there are many people who own parcels of land in rural BC that may or may not be farming it, but would like to do something on their land or with their land that deviates from the activities permitted within the agricultural land reserve. 
People in this situation can apply to the Agricultural Land Commission to ask that their plans be approved. I'm not going to get into the fine details of this process. All of the relevant information is on the Agricultural Land Commission website, and we'll make sure to put a link to the ALC website with the podcast description. A few things to note, however. Landowners who are the registered owner on the certificate of title can make the application or hire an agent to do it on their behalf for everything except for exclusion applications. That is, you want to take land out of the ALR. Also, there is a fee that changes depending on what you want to do, and the fee schedule is also on the ALC website. In addition to all the practical information on the Agricultural Land Commission website, there's a section on what the ALC considers when reviewing applications. There are several places in the review process where local input is gathered. Each area within our regional district has an advisory planning committee made up of local residents that live in the RDBN. Although applications are made directly to the Agricultural Land Commission, a number of application types are initially processed by the RDBN planning department and then forwarded to the ALC for a decision. The RDBN does its best to highlight the local perspective in their review process and information sent to the ALC for consideration. The RDBN review process includes input from the Agriculture Coordinator, that's me and Michelle, the Local Agricultural Planning Commission, and ultimately the RDBN Board of Directors. The ALC reviews all of the recommendations that come out of these individual reviews. Ministry of Agriculture and Food Regional Agrologists, we have two in our regional district, also review and comment on ALC applications. To summarize, the Agricultural Land Reserve, or ALR, is a provincial zone created to ensure that land with the greatest agricultural capability is preserved for agricultural use. Land in the ALR is governed by both the province and the local government. The Agricultural Land Commission is an independent tribunal that is made up of commissioners from across the province. If you own property in the ALR and want to find out more about what that means to you, RDBN staff are available to answer ALR-related land use questions. You can also reach out to one of the Ministry of Agriculture and Food regional agrologists. Finally, the Agricultural Land Commission has an excellent website that can help you with the application process and has contact information for the ALC office in Burnaby. What is farm classification? Why would you want it? And how do you get it? Farm classification is a voluntary program run through BC Assessment. Essentially, the program looks at the amount of land you have available for agriculture production and then calculates how much gross farm sales you'd need to meet the farm classification minimum based on that available land size. If you are able to show that you made the minimum in gross sales, you can get farm classification status for your property. And the benefit of that is that that leads to lower property taxes on that applicable land. There are many finer details like leased land, classification, developing land farms, and retired farmers dwelling lands, which you can find details about from the BC Assessment website, links are in the comments, or by talking to a BC Assessment representative. And that is just what I did for this podcast. Okay, my name is Pete Alexander. I'm the manager of uh, Provincial Farms for BC Assessment. In one or two sentences, uh, what is farm classification? Well, farm classification is a voluntary program where owners of land undertaking farming activities who want all or part of the, the, the 
properly classified as farm, they can apply to BC assessment using the appropriate forms to, to get farm classification. Now, only certain types of land qualify for farm classification, and, and that information is available on our website. Um, and specific levels of income are needed to be achieved to, to get farm classification, and it depends on the size of the property in relation to that income. Oh, excellent. So what would you say is the main benefit or benefits then to obtaining farm classification for the landowner? Well, farmland is assessed based on legislated land rates, which is very different than market rates. So they're, they're in most cases, far lower than market land market value land rates. Um, so depending on the location, um, also exemptions can be applied to the improvements of um, as well as the land. So such as a farmhouse dwelling or outbuildings. So where farm classification is granted to a property or to an owner, the overall lower assessment and possible exemptions can result in a very significantly lower property taxes. Is obtaining farm classification applicable only to land within the agricultural land reserve? No, no, it's not. So farm classification can apply to properties outside the LR um, where the activity is a qualified use uh, and the income for farming meets the legislative requirements. So it's, it can be obtained either in the LR or outside of the LR. I noticed there was one date that kept being repeated through all throughout the website, and that's the date of October 31st. So what's important about that date? <laughs> well, that, that date, we, we have a certain time frame where we need to uh, complete all the information for the upcoming assessment role. So that date's the deadline that we ask uh, people to get in their information, and we also have that as a date for the uh, farming activity as well, a farming activity deadline for that to be in place. So those are some critical, it's a critical key date for us to follow, given that we have sort of a, a, an annual cycle where we need to get the, the role completed for the assessment role. Right. So if you're hoping to get, um, you know, the benefits of lower, potentially lower property tax rate, you need to get in before October 31st. Yeah, I think it's a good first step is to look at the, the information on the website. And then it's, it's a fairly... Uh, there's a lot of details involved. So where, where we talk about income, we talk about the, the size of the land, et cetera. So often people, once they read that information, they will reach out to us so that they contact us. Also on the website, there's a contact us information and it provides our phone number, how to get a hold of us. And uh, and they can get a, and then they'll be put in touch with the farm appraiser if they have any other more detailed questions that they come up with. Well, those are all my questions. Um, are there any sort of things that we didn't cover that you, those are the key message you want to send out to, to folks that are interested in learning more or applying for farm classification? Um, I think I think a really good step for people to take would be to if they could visit our, our BC assessment website. So just type in BC assessment and take you to our website. And then at the very top of that, there's a search bar. And if you type in, if people type in farm, it will take you to a number of different. Um, there's there's a number of articles. There's uh, where how to complete a farm application. And there's also a um, a presentation on on farm classification. So it walks you through the whole. Uh, you know, the reasons for farm classification right through to how to how to complete the application. So it's a very helpful resource to help people understand what it, what it's all about and how to whether or not they would qualify or not, whether or not what they're what they're doing would actually be applicable, and how to, how to go about uh, putting in an application. Excellent. Well, Peter, thank you so much for your time, and uh, I will share the the website address uh, as part of this podcast. So uh, we'll get it out there. You're very welcome. Thank you to our podcast guests, Mark Fisher 
previous Area A Director for the Regional District, and Peter Alexander from BC Assessment. This has been Growing Opportunities Season 2. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out Season 1 of the Growing Opportunities podcast series wherever you get your podcasts or on the RDBN website. Thanks to Pamela Hassan from HassanPod.com for being our awesome producer, Jason Llewellyn from the RDBN for reading our liability statement, and the RDBN Economic Development Team for their wisdom and support. If you have comments or questions about agriculture in the regional district of Bulkley-Nachaco, please contact us by going to rdbn.bc.ca. Keep growing.